0: It is fall time. It's October 4th. And what a beautiful day it is today. It's currently like 80 degrees in the city, which is insane because as I mentioned, the month is October and that is spring summer weather. So climate change is real, but that's a topic for another day. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? Is your autumn autumning? Is the fall falling? I hope so. I'm doing my best to get into the fall spirit, but the fall spirit does not want to get into me this year. It's so hot out every day. It's literally summertime. Summer has out left. Anyway, she's still here. We rock with her and we vibe with her. Um, I've been good. Uh, everything is really just going well for me. All day, every day, I'm either studying or reading or writing. I've taken up word searches. I've gotten back into that. I love a good word search. Um, right now I'm reading actually this book right here. Very good fall book, The Picture of Dorian Gray. Um, great book. Love it. It's my favorite. It's really good. And I just, for October, you can't see, but I have my calendar and I have a movie For every day of October, a Halloween festive movie. Today's movie is going to be Dead Poet Society, which I've only seen half of. So I'm so thrilled to see what is in the other half of that movie. Also, underrated movie is Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler. Listen, to my core, I'm an Adam Sandler lover. I will ride for Adam Sandler. I will die for Adam Sandler. I love him. He, when I was all of but six, you know what I was doing? I was watching Adam Sandler movies. This was back in the day when we had DVD and I had like a DVD player. And so my mom would just buy me a bunch of DVDs and I'm an only child. So like that would keep me occupied for hours. So I'm six. And what do you think is on my DVD player? Barbie, sometimes, Coraline, Most likely. But on an average Tuesday, I'm watching I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. That was my jam back in the day. I loved that movie. That movie was everything to me. That click. I was never a grown-ups fan. I didn't think it was funny. But I did love everything Adam Sandler did. I loved him. He's my hero. Anyways... I wasn't expecting to talk about Adam Sandler today, but I did. We're here. We're about it. Let's get into you, though. I hope everything is good with you as always. Thank you so much for coming back, if you've came back or if it's your first time. Welcome. How are you doing? How are, ooh, did you see? Okay. Again, if you're on the podcast, this is really unfortunate for you, but I almost lit my hand on fire, um, and that's real and that's accurate. So, anyways, I am so excited for today's topic. I also want to mention I got my glasses tightened today. And that's another big, exciting thing in my life right now. Anyways, today's topic, it's so exciting to me because I just, I, oof, I was literally just vibing yesterday. In fact, let me give you the whole story. So it's fall, it's fall adjacent in New York. And so naturally I'm watching Gilmore Girls, correct? And as I'm watching it, I'm noticing this calling to this video I saw on my Recommended um, that basically was taking up the question of, are the Gilmore girls pick The conclusion they got to was no, by the way, but it does have a double standard in the show, but that's not, that's not what we're here to talk about today. So forget that. Well, don't forget that. But anyways, <laughs> so point is I move on and now I'm thinking about what makes a girl not like the other girls. I could sit here and say, I'm not like the other girls and that could be true and have absolutely nothing to do with other girls or with men. Um, It's not that girls can't be different or alternative. It's that we can't do it within the gaze of men, and we can't let men define what difference is or validate it. Um, This traditional idea of what being a woman is so clearly was made by a male. And, well, we'll get into that later. But, you know, the way we traditionally think of, like, that stereotypical female it's like this idea of her in the like polka dot 50s dress and she's a housewife and she's cooking in the kitchen that's all made by a male gaze correct so anyways as we think about like the not like other girls girl it's not that we can't be not like other girls it's just that you can't be in the view of men so Or in the context of men. So, like, if 90% of girls like Barbie, Pink, Pilates, and getting their nails done, and 10% of girls like Alternative Rock and Grunge and going to the library, that 10% is not like the other girls. That 10%, yes, is not like... I was like, is it are not like the other girls? That 10% is not like the other girls. Because we're referring to one group. The 10% is not like the other girls. And that is okay as long as we don't demean the majority of girls, Um, and as long as we don't view one group as inferior, whether it's the majority or the minority in that case. In fact, the whole issue with the not like other girls girl is the idea of the comparison, like in viewing women in competition with who appeals more to men. Um, that's the main issue with the not like other girls girl, um, or the pick-me, even. It's more about competing within the gays of men. It's okay to not be like the other girls. And that doesn't mean you automatically hate women. It just means that... Because the reality is, you don't want to necessarily be like the other girls. And we're gonna get into that in a little bit. Stick with me here, because I'm going I'm going somewhere with this, I promise, okay? Because as I'm thinking about how girl culture exists, and how not-like-other-girls culture also exists... I come to a jarring conclusion, which is, and get ready for this one, buckle in, right? We, for the first time, have a glaringly clear and popular girl culture. And that girl culture is not being demeaned. I'm pausing for effect. We know what girl culture is, and it's not uncool to be a girl or partake in that girl culture or like girly things. That didn't happen 10, 12, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 years ago. And like, I'm going to throw up, like, it's so insane. Um, Like, I don't think we realize that I don't know if this has happened before. Like, we're quite literally for the first time seeing in a press group mirror and match its oppressor in a social space. Um, Let's get into what I mean by that. Think about the foundation of patriarchy, right? It banks on a clear male culture that can exist around men. And then it glorifies that culture and identity of what being a man is to a point that people who do not or cannot identify with that culture and identity are inferior right? And then with us now having an inferior group or an other group, you take the unity in the culture and identity and experience of, again, being a man and weaponize it against the other or inferior group. So the best way to think about it is like, I'm going to bring it back to Barbie with the Kens. Like when the Kens find out about patriarchy and then they all become the same person, They take the unity in what being a man is and then use that unity of viewing themselves as superior to now the Barbies that now Barbies are like inferior to the Kents. And the way they're able to do that is by banding together in the collective identity and weaponizing that banding of their togetherness to now other, another group. But this is all social like sphere. You know what I mean? Like for, for now, But we'll get into it but what i'm trying to get at here i hope you understand what i mean by like how patriarchy works in like that social space because women are doing the exact same thing and that is crazy we are seeing for the first time an extremely popular girl culture and the unity of women within that culture so like taylor swift pink girl dinner girl math the barbie the barbie movie pilates coffee shopping podcast journaling whatever And because there is a unity and pride, that's the key word there, pride in that culture, girls are rejoicing in being girly. And there is no voice of men who are harping on their tastes. Like, okay, think about Taylor Swift 10 years ago. Taylor Swift 10 years ago, if you liked Taylor Swift, you were basic. You were like just a girl like that was so girly and she didn't make real music and all she writes about is her ex boyfriends cut to today there is no other voice about liking taylor swift and sure you can say it's because her music improved and sure it has but like you can take up any modern female artist any modern female like demographic piece of culture and you'll notice that there is no counter to it there is no voice of traditionally, like, men being like, oh, I don't really get that, and that's not really good, and blah, 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 blah. That's that's never, like, happened before. Women's tastes have never not been met with ridicule until, like, the modern day. Or at least not into, like, an actual social space. Like, okay, sorry, sorry, like, I just feel like that's mind-blowing to me because, in fact, let me just pose a question to the jury. Can you tell me what the average man is into? Like, today, modern day. What is the average man into? What are the hobbies of young men? What are their... Who are their celebrity crushes? Right. Well, I'm sure we can come up with some things, obviously, because men are still the dominant group, and it is, you know, kind of impossible to have a group entirely unidentifiable. However... If I were to ask you those same questions about women, can you tell me what the average woman is into? What are the hobbies of average young women? What are the young women listening to? Who do you think they have celebrity crushes on? I can give you like 15 answers off the top of my head. I, like, we have a very clear, distinct image of what it is to be a woman. And while, again, we can, I'm sure we can come up with some things as, for men too, it is not nearly as mainstream as what women like. Like, what women like right now, is the popular culture. Women are entirely responsible right now for what is in and what is out. Like, like, I'm sorry, like, it's just so crazy to me. But as we move forward, so we establish that there's a distinct culture. We're seeing women define that culture and say, you know, this is what we like, but then we're seeing them say, men would never get this. Certain things, places, music, experiences are just for the girls. And we're also seeing women openly and proudly speak out about their hate of men. That's also never happened. Like, I think we need to, I I think it's a mixture of the things that are resulting in the culture right now. Because again, the same way 10 years ago, Taylor Swift would have had a completely different social standing. In fact, she did have a completely different social standing. We're also 10 years ago, women were not going online and talking about how they hated men. All of that is recent. All of that is new. But since these things have now shifted, we're seeing them, you know, talk about their hate of men. We're seeing them talk about the things they like. The mixture of like this dominant culture and that dominant culture becoming very popular mainstream. And then we're also seeing them hate men, AKA weaponizing that culture against the now inferior group is a direct attack to a patriarchal society. I, 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 hope, I hope you're with me for this. I just think that is so fascinating that an oppressed group is meeting its oppressor through the direct strategy that is being used to oppress them. Like, women have had their tastes ridiculed for centuries. I mean that literally. What women liked was not seen as cool. And then now, women are banding together and being like, no, what we like is cool. Women have always been, um, kind of assumed to like men and to care about what they think. And now we're seeing women not only speak out about hating men, but there's an entire culture around manipulating men and getting what you want out of them. Sprinkle Sprinkle, The Wizard Liz, um, just go on any girl's TikTok. There is- methods about manipulating men it, what it, like it, it's crazy because it's a direct attack to patriarchy and as we see women become the now like dominant and popular group we're seeing men now talk about reading feminist literature and listening to taylor swift and also hating men like women come online and say we hate men men come online and say we also hate men to appeal to women when traditionally it has been the direct inverse of that, where women have hated on other women to get men to like them. We're now seeing men hate on other men to get women to like them. Are we, are we, are you with me? Are you seeing that? Like, oh my God, sorry, I'm getting very excited. It's very interesting. It's so fascinating. So like, we're also seeing men say that they love Barbie and that has never happened. That's never happened before. in like, patriarchal social standing, Never happened. And like, it's important to mention, obviously, that women are not necessarily an oppressive group yet. I'm kidding. But systemically, women are still seen as inferior and face many challenges in the workplace, um, doctor's office, colleges, clubs and bars, etc. It's not a matriarchal society yet, but it could be. (laughs) I don't know if that's entirely accurate, but like, you know... like, okay, the internet and, like, the current social climate is not the best source of long-term facts, right? Our climate socially is constantly changing and evolving, especially with the rise of the internet and technology. It's, it's hard to kind of predict what's going to happen in the future besides, like, maybe comp sci being, like, a very viable and lucrative college major. But besides that, like, we don't know what's going to happen in the next 10, 20 years. However, if we do continue down this path, we could be headed for a matriarchy. Um, And like, just, I I asked a couple of my friends for some references, for some of their thoughts and things. And I just want to share to you, because I was like, let me ask my friends, let me see if like, we can do a little bit of a, I don't know if peer review is the word. I keep wanting to use peer review. So to me, it feels right, but I don't know if it is. So I asked my friend like, okay, what do you think about like, what, if I were to ask you, what is girl culture? What would you say? And, He said reading, sports, working out, some form of art, watching movies. He said farming, which I thought was really interesting, but whatever. Now, this is from, um, I don't know if she wants to be shouted out. I guess I'll ask her next time. But one of my very best friends in the whole world who sometimes listens to my podcast, um, (laughs) she gave a really interesting response to what girl culture was. She said, Taylor Swift, Pinterest, Ice Lattes, Olivia Rodrigo, Little Women, things men don't get in parentheses, which I think was really interesting because that was to the point we're talking about before of that the modern girl culture, the things that define girls are things that men don't get. Like we are assuming that men do not get the things that we like. And we have so many reasons to assume that they don't get what we like, but it's kind of inherent that in the things that girls like, it's assumed that men didn't like them. And while 10 years ago, that would have been seen as bad because um, if a man didn't get it, it wasn't valid. It wasn't good. Now we're seeing that same, like taking advantage of the fact that men don't like women's things and now flipping the script and being like, you don't get it. Therefore you're now other to us. Is that not like mind blowing? Like, I'm sorry. That's so insane. And so I also asked like, what do we think boy culture is? And she said, thinking dark humor is funny. Black Hot Coffee, Grilled Chicken, and Wolf of Wall Street. Things women understand, but men think that the women don't understand them. Which is another really interesting point. Is that one thing about patriarchy that is kind of important to mention is that women have always understood men's tastes, while men have not always understood women's tastes. Um, Roxanne Gay talks about this in Bad Feminist, and I hope I mentioned it in my podcast episode about Harry Styles and the downplay of the teenage girl of where m- women have been listening to men's stories forever and we get it perfectly fine. But men have not been listening to women's stories and if they do, it has always been met with some sort of ridicule of not understanding it. And it's just crazy to see us now move within that understanding of like, okay, men don't get what women like, get, and it's, like, well, now you're other for it. Insane. Crazy. And I think, like, modern education of feminist principles are affecting women because, like, okay, perfect example. Like, this is one of the reasons why I think it's able... The culture is able to shift to a matriarchy. It's just because, like, the way we're talking about modern-day feminism, the way women are able to be so educated is affecting our social standing so here we go a friend of mine asked me if i knew who travis kelsey was and i was repulsed not because to assume that i wouldn't know who he was is like we will literally use man as an insult these days like i'm like you're being a man again you're mansplaining like why wouldn't i know who like what And, and so we're seeing this like now disdain of women being sick of men in general but we're seeing them be even sicker of men being ignorant to themselves and to modern issues like if a man um if a man can can't understand barbie if a man didn't like barbie if he didn't get it or what's wrong with like if he didn't get what was wrong with Oppenheimer, (laughs) if he didn't get how Oppenheimer was bad, if he didn't get how a movie like The Wolf of Wall Street could be insulting, if he didn't get what's wrong with mansplaining or the objectification of women or even grander social issues like racism or homophobia or transphobia or respecting pronouns, et cetera, et cetera, the modern woman will not like him like, will not cater to his wants or meet him where he's at. The minute you don't, you are unable to identify with, like, women's culture, women are very quick to be like, okay, so then you're not it. So get out. Like, and that's never happened before, especially not from an oppressed group. And, like, this is the first time where men's standards haven't been the be-all, end-all. And the modern man wants to be liked by the modern woman so this is the first time we are seeing men cater to and lean in to women's opinions and now a female gaze in the way that women traditionally have leaned into and catered to men's opinions like the fact that we're seeing the direct inverse it's insane men are seeking out what women like what women want and are appealing to that there's the trend of like being caught doing the morning affirmations and that video where he the guy pushes the 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 books off the nightstand and it's like oh my feminist literature fell over and it's like this trend of men going on tiktok and talking about whether they did or didn't get barbie like we're seeing a direct meeting of women where they're at and appealing to their standards and their taste. That's never happened before. I don't, like, I don't think we're getting it. Maybe it's just me. Maybe everybody else got it and I'm just, like, behind. But I think it's so fascinating. Let me give you some stats real quick. We're on Forbes. Some 53% of U.S. adults said they were fans of Taylor Swift. 53% of! of U.S. adults. That's throughout all of the United States. 53%, do you know how big that is? That's over half. I know you know this, (laughs) okay? I'm well aware you know what 53% means, but I want us to think about that in the grand scheme. More stats, (laughs) more stats for you. A slim majority, 55% of Taylor Swift fans are Democrats, right? Compared to 23% who are politically independent and 23% who are Republicans. Now, the reason why that matters is that when you have 53% of modern U.S. adults who are fans of Taylor Swift, that means Taylor Swift fans matter. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Rise up. Rise up, Swifties. Anyways, my point is that if you have 53% of the U.S. population who are fans of you, first of all, as a woman, insane, but that means that what Taylor Swift says matters to a lot of people. So as she pushes a feminist, well, (laughs) a feminist agenda or A anti-racist agenda or an anti-homophobia agenda, people are listening. People care. Those are some crazy stats. In fact, her fan base is pretty evenly split across genders with a 48% male and 52% female fan base. 48% male fan base. In fact, I would love to look up what her fan base looked like 10 years ago because I was certainly not 48% male. I'll tell you that for free. Anyways, I'm oh, sorry. Just, it's funny because it says avid fans and U.S. adults agree that 1989 is Swift's best album, which is an actual fact. Um, you didn't need to do a poll for that one. 1989 is one of her best albums. It's one of the best pop albums it is the best album ever. Um, actually, it is one of the albums that, like, defined me as a kid. I got that album on CD. Like, are we serious right now? Like, okay. Anyways. Let's see. Now let's talk TikTok. Let's talk TikTok. <laughs> There's no easy way to say that. Say that times fast. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. The majority of TikTok users are female, with a 57% and 43% male. So... In a similar vein, the majority of TikTok creators are also female with a 53.79%. Do you know what that means? That means on one of the most popular apps for teenagers, 53% of those creators are female. Now, we can argue that there's a majority of, um, sorry, not majority, that there's a variety of female creators who are advocating and pushing different things. However, a lot of the female demographic on TikTok are being met with now female-catered content, which then means that they're learning about things that maybe they wouldn't have learned 10 years ago, which is why we're seeing this rise of a matriarchy. Because I think really why it was so popular in the 90s and early 2000s to not be like the other girls is because there was no media that gave girls a platform. And I think that if girls had a platform the way we now have with social media, this might've happened a lot sooner. Because the thing about the internet is that it does not discriminate. It's an algorithm, right? So it's all about numbers. It's all about who has the biggest amount of an audience. And if all of the girls are banding together, we can quite literally on, in numbers, see The rise of the matriarchy, like we can see women banding together and pushing narratives and agendas. Now, when I say rise of the matriarchy, I'm not advocating for rise of the matriarchy. I need to to (laughs) make that clear. I love feminism. I love feminist theory. I love talking about it. However, I'm not advocating that we have a matriarchy. But I am saying that as we see modern women hate men and weaponize femininity against men, it can turn into a direct inverse of what patriarchy is, which is the same thing just for men, where men unite and then view women as inferior to them. So listen, I think that a lot of it has come from, again, education online, as well as like us having more resources available to us online of like feminists, just like on TikTok, feminists on Instagram, the Barbie movie, Okay, Greta Gerwig's entire existence, I think, is a really big indicator and, um, reason why feminism is rising the way it is. I'm not saying she's responsible for feminist theory or feminist, um, agenda, but I am crediting her to the popularity of feminism among young women through her films. With the films like Little Women or even Frances Ha, which, excellent film, by the way, please go watch it, um, Francis Ha is such an indie alternative movie that you have to call it film. Um, I know I just called it a movie just then, but it is actually mandatory that when you refer to Francis Ha, you refer to it as a film because it is indie and it is excellent and good. Anyways, but with the Barbie movie, with Little Women, with Francis Ha, Greta Gerwig is able to create and push a very clear feminist agenda, even in Lady Bird 2. I mean, that's like a very clear example. But we're seeing this disdain for men we're seeing the rise of feminism we're seeing the advocacy for like girlhood and it's the first time we've seen a culture that clear and for a culture to be that clear and not be met with any pushback from the typical dominant group is insane we're also not defining popular culture by what men like it's crazy Anyways, hold on. It, it It's just insane for me to think about if we're really serious about it. I think when we think about the modern woman and we think about like what the future of like womanhood and femininity is going to be, I, what do we think? I mean, sound off. What do you think the future of women is going to look like? What do we think the... Like where do we think we're going with this? There's so many opportunities of like what this is gonna turn into. Again, it's like the the like I it could either be like the calm before the storm or like a buds in spring or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like it who's to say what it's going to turn into, but you have to acknowledge that there is a current shift, at least socially. In the culture. And like I said, the reason why I brought up Taylor Swift's um, demographic in terms of politics is because as we see social change of like moving towards a now matriarchy, it could play into systemic change of as women start to go to the polls, who are they voting for? Who is now running for office? Who are they letting in? Who are they going to allow? to define the world and the culture. This is all very U S based, obviously, but I think in the U S is where we're seeing this huge spike and transition of women becoming the dominant group. And that's that. (laughs) This is more of just like an intro, like brain dump sort of vibe. Like I just wanted to talk about it. I just think it's so fascinating. I think it's so insane to think about that of like what could happen what's going to happen next so that's really all i've got for you today i don't want to say that's all i've got i feel like i got a lot i feel like that was a really interesting topic but you know i I, i'm happy i got to talk about it and i'm happy that you were here with me for it thank you so much for listening thank you for sticking around i hope you enjoyed um i hope everything's going really good with you again peace and love I've never said peace and love before, but first time for everything. Um, And yeah, let me know your thoughts. I think that's so, again, I just think it's fascinating. As you can see, I got very excited about it. Anyways, love you very much. Thank you very much. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.